square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. I feel like breaking into a tune that old Willie Nelson made popular on the road again. Keston Jesse is with me, and we have journeyed last week or so up to the state of Pennsylvania, the western part of the Keystone State. We're here at Lone Pine Kennels, and uh, we're going to introduce uh, the proprietor, Chief High Potentate of the Lone Pine Tree and Walker Dogs, Mr. Randy Smith here. Uh, how are you doing, Randy? Great. How about yourself, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, it's always such a joy to come up. And uh, Keston and I drove up yesterday, um, which would have been, a, what, a Thursday? Yes. Yeah. Today's Friday already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, true to form, when we got here, the child was on. As <laughs> soon as we pulled in the yard, uh, you said supper's ready. We got a text, I think, or you hollered at us, whatever. Oh, boy, man. I so enjoy those outdoor uh, meals that we have up here. You got a great patio there, one of those timber-framed uh, deals. Looks like it's 200 years old and, and uh, in the construction and all but just a great time and your mom was here and of course your wife and your sons and one of your son's friends and uh, and then we had john bundage here yep john and rick come to hunt with us and rick strouser yeah my buddy rick i always enjoy seeing rick i have to <laughs> while i'm thinking about it that's something funny last night we'd Dogs had treed down over the hill, and it was fairly steep, not that far. But when I left the buggy, I thought, you know, we're just going to walk in. And as I started down, I said, this is a little steeper than I thought it was. <laughs> Lots of acorns on the ground and yeah. all, and sky normally. I'm really working that walking stick. And Rick says, you want me to carry you back up there, Steve? <laughs> he said, get on my back. I said, man, I'm not, I'm not that far gone. <laughs> But he looks after me. He's my buddy. And yes. I like Rick a lot. Well, Keston, you and I actually didn't get a, get to hunt as many nights as we wanted to in Virginia, but we had a pretty good hunt. Uh, have Did we record since our second night of hunting, or mm. did we do that in between? No, I don't think we've recorded since then. Okay, so... On t- we only got to hunt two nights because of the weather and then preparing to come up here yesterday. But we treed, what, six coon mm-hmm. on six trees? Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty decent, and uh, dog work was really good. Uh, old Lone Pine Pup mm-hmm. showed us six coon. So is that a record? No, I'm <laughs> No. No, no. Well, we we had a great time down there and uh, had a nice drive up through the middle of West Virginia. And, man, the fall for it's blooming. It's dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, great. it's pretty, though. It is pretty. And it's been – we just absolutely planned this trip at peak time for the foliage. And uh, so then – uh, we headed out, and uh, my brother's hunted uh, with us over there, and he went home. And 
So here we are. And uh, coon hunted last night. Took the dogs out today and chased some bunnies. <laughs> Randy yeah. came in. Uh, this guy treats us right, you know it. Oh, yeah. Come, we come in this morning. He comes in. First thing he does is starts frying eggs and sausage. Breakfast ready before I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys look like you've missed a couple meals here lately, so I figured I'd get you fed back up. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I don't think I've missed many. That's been a, a really challenge for me this year. I think ever since COVID, I picked up that COVID-15, and then I found about 15 more, I think. <laughs> That's hard. The older you get, the harder it is to stay in shape. I yeah, found that out. For sure. For sure. But uh, that's all my fault. I haven't made any serious attempt to try to exercise and all. But I do know, I, just like today, out there uh, with the beagles, um, the more I do this, the more nights, the more days, the better I feel. Yeah. And and the stronger my legs feel and all, you know. So, Keston, what's been your uh, opinion of our trip so far? We had a good time uh, in Virginia. and Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed the rabbit hunting today. Yeah. 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 Well. The was... food. The food's always good. Yeah, well, that's that's synonymous with this place for sure. Randy, tell us about those beagles that we hunted this morning. What, what you got? There are uh, three females. Yeah, the the older female I bought from a fella in Tennessee here, probably going on three years ago. Now I was since the fur market has crashed and I uh, haven't been doing it much trapping. Had to find something to do once winter set in. So uh, I tried finding the right bagels and had a kind of a tough time coming up with with one but i bought a couple from a nice zoo and we were in the rabbit hunting business they'd done pretty good and since then i've raised two pups from uh kind of like dennis kennedy's bloodline and i got a year old and a two-year-old female it was the other two we took today and most of the time, they, they they do pretty good. They they catch you some game, and uh, it's nice to take kids along rabbit hunting. And we we hunt quite a bit through the winter time whenever winter sets in. Well, I don't know any hunter really that had the opportunity as a kid that didn't love to go rabbit hunting. Yeah, you know, I can remember those hunts as a kid. You know it in Tennessee with my family. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great sport. It's a great gateway sport into the bigger hounds. Uh, but uh, Yeah, it's fun for kids. They get to usually do a good bit of shooting, and you don't yeah. have to be sneaking around. You can just get in the right spot there and let the dogs do the work. And, yeah. And uh, teach you a little bit about how game travels and mm – -hmm. Things like that. So yeah, it's all good. Troy loves it. So we we usually hunt every Saturday there. Once usually once second season comes in after deer season here, we yeah. we hunt a good bit. But uh, yeah, the, it's it's it, it can be fun and it can be aggravating, just like 
Just like anything yeah, else that's involved with dogs, you're counting on the dogs to you thinking they're going to do just right for you, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But yeah. what's the rabbit population like this year? You think I can't say about this year. We that's that's been the first that I took them out, other than just letting them out of the pen here, mm-hmm. run right in the place here through the summer. You know, there's there's enough. Uh, what you usually run into when you're hunting in season areas is that they're just spotty. You know, you have to, some places doesn't look like it would have a lot and there is a bunch and some places it looked like it'd be perfect or scarce. So you just never can tell. I guess it all comes down to food and predators, you know, when it comes yeah. down to it, you know, what, uh, if there's a lot of predators there that's hard on them, that's probably the biggest factor. Well, and they kind of run in cycles too, don't sure, they? Sure, they mean, do. Yeah, like yep. a lot of wildlife, and uh, I keep on made yesterday. Remember what the numbers were? Well, I do remember that your mother said there was like sixty quarts of juice or something to start. A, there was another sixty quarts of, of something s- spaghetti else, spaghetti sauce, and, and then like eighteen or something more of soup, soup, tomato soup. This lady is the Energizer mm. Bunny. Oh, it's 12 hours of working on tomatoes and one day for Carrie and my mom and I <laughs> uh-huh. ended up, we uh, we froze 15 gallon of product after we were done. We couldn't can no more. 12 <laughs> hours was enough. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Well, she's known for her baked goods. She is an expert baker yeah she and is and that pumpkin pie last night mm. oh my gosh yeah if ella yeah. ella doesn't listen to my uh, podcast very often but if you're listening honey we need some of those for thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> that that filling is all that she can that too that's oh, all yeah. homemade filling oh. that she makes isn't yeah. that wonderful to have skills like that yeah. to be i guess to Race, what is it, three boys? How many four. boys? Four. Four boys. Four of us, yep. Roughneck boys on a dairy farm, I bet. She- Her counters were always full, Steve. <laughs> it was bread one day, cookies another, pies one, you know. And she's always been that about half of it that she would make would be for us, and half of it was to give to this neighbor, sister, Somebody, she was oh, always yeah. doing it to give it away, you know. She's awesome. Yep. I remember you told me the first interview I did with you for American Cooner Magazine about the Lone Pine Dogs, and you told me that every morning you woke up to what? The smell of her cooking breakfast down there is either sausage or bacon or whatever. The house was that was a that was the alarm clock. You could hear her down there, so she was sending you off with a belly full. <laughs> <laughs> what a sweet lady she is, and got to visit with her a little bit. She went with some friends out to Branson and yeah, had she a did. great time. Yep. And she's told me she'd been out there several times already and mm-hmm. really likes it. That's great. And unfortunately, we lost your dad. Yeah. And that's been what now? Well, it'll be two years here in February. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And what a great guy he him up here. And no, that, anybody, Randy Smith, as a guest, wants to know about these long pine tree and walkers, I think 
a guy, a coon hunter would have to be uh, living under a rock to not have heard about the Lone Pine Dogs. And we've talked about the history. And uh, just run over that briefly, Randy, uh, back to the true history of these Lone Pine Trim Walkers. Well, Stanley Duvall in down in Woodbine, Maryland, had a had a grade fem a black and white grade female that uh, he had there. He called her Lone Pine Lady. He had a pine tree in his front yard there, and that's why he called it Lone Pine. And he kept her bred uh, to either Finley River Pete or Finley River Spike, pretty much her whole life there, because Spike and Pete were both right there. Uh, Gene Harrison had Pete and Donald Warfield had Spike. So that's the dogs that he kept her bred to. And that was all the foundation of everything that we hunt now, including like Lee Logan stock. Blaine McGill heard about uh, what's, what Stanley would do is a lot of times he'd raise the whole litter and he would have them treeing whenever they were really young. And, uh, he would uh, he would sell them then as started a lot of times like five six month old pups, and Blaine McGill from Beaver, uh, Pennsylvania heard about them and he would get out and buy whatever Stanley had that he would sell. He would mm -hmm. bring them all back and Blaine was a good cone hunter and he bench showed a lot and he would show them on the bench whenever they were young and put a show champion title on them. That way he'd keep his name keep his on name. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it so happened that my partner, Tom Strang, bought a young dog off of him named Toby that was out of Pete and Lady, and that's what all of our stock goes back yeah. to multiple times. Right. Speaking of Tom, how's he doing? Tom's, he Tom's tough. He's a fighter. He's been going through a basement fire that he had two years ago now, and uh, – they finally got back in the house, and they're getting their life back now. He's always looking towards the positive side of things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a great, great uh, human being, really tough. And Tom's a second father instantly became all the early 90s, and we've been partners ever since. And he, Tom doesn't keep dogs down there anymore, but he did for a long time and would have people that hunted with him and I would hunt with him down there and he would come here and it's kind of, uh, you know, been tougher here in the late, later years for him to travel and stuff so much, but uh, he's always there in support of everything that I got going on and we talk as much as we have time to. And, sure. Yep. Well, that's great. It's good to hear him getting his life back together. A devastating thing to have a house fire. Yeah, for sure. It was for really sure. bad. Well, so you have just kind of kept the faith with these Lone Pine Dogs down through the years. And a lot of success is for sure. If you come in this, uh, you have a nice apartment here in your, do you call this your barn? What yeah. do you call A barn? Yep. Yeah, that's where you park your vehicles mm -hmm. in your and when you were really deep into the fur harvesting and all that, you you kept your yep, furs we handle there. fur downstairs. We have a office up here we run the business out of, and then we had some about half of the upstairs of the barn here was just vacant. So through a couple winters when we were 
not working. We just finished it, and it turned yeah. out to be a good place for uh, a company to stay when they come. And it's yep. awesome. It's a great, great. Uh, it's an apartment full-scale apartment you could live here yeah yeah that's what my mom says is her next step is she's moving in here <laughs> she may not like those steps coming well, up. well you we'll might have to put an elevator yeah in for <laughs> we'll, we'll fix that problem but no the steps are fine it's just the fact that the older you get yeah. the less you like yeah <laughs> uh, we'll fix the step problem i'm sure but, uh, yeah, I always enjoy coming. And, of course, what do you think, Keston? You have a good time when you come up here? Yeah, I've been here since the second time. I've had fun both times. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, um, you had a pretty good year uh, with your dogs. And what's new, you usually do. But uh, had a couple dogs that. Really won some serious money this year. Yeah, really. And all really. that. What, tell us about that a little bit. Well, I got uh, I got hooked up with John Strickland. He he had hunted with Lady when Austin Ewing was traveling around to the hunts with her, and he had hunted with Lady different times. And he he sent me a message one day, and it was just said, "How much for the bitch?" Is what he said in the in the wasn't a text it was through messenger because he didn't even have my number but uh we soon started to talk and i i don't i don't sell my the females that i have here that we get them trained and if they you know if they make the cut here and i really like them i just won't sell them that f for really any price and so in in through a conversation or two which john and i struck up a deal that we'd we'd be partners on her and he he took her at the PKC World Hunt uh, like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Come now, you know, just PKC World's Hunt just over now, and um, hunted her for a while, and they got along real good. Lady doing real good. And he went and won a truck with her, and I think then he went and won another thirty thousand or something, and. She ended up winning about a hundred and a quarter or something like that, I think, in a pretty short amount of time there. And uh, <clears throat> then through that, I had another female that we needed to get campaigned. And John uh, had uh, Josh Sizemore call me about getting Bella. And um, he took her to Kentucky as well and didn't have her very long until he won a $100,000 hunt, a pro sport hunt. <laughs> and uh, then did some other winning with her, and so they they each won right at, you know right in around a hundred and a quarter or something like that there uh, earlier this spring, late winter, early spring, I guess, and uh, they're getting ready to hit it this winter here again now, I guess, yeah. yeah. Okay, well let's get a little background on Lady. Mm -hmm. I know her breathing. Tell us about how she's Lady's out of. Uh, Little money or money maxed out that Kevin Cable has at um, uh, fella in uh, Lagudi, Indiana has now Marlon. Uh, I'm trying to think of his last name, but being the geography nerd that I am, mm -hmm. I've been to that town. Yeah, and the club was an old house. I'm talking oh. about an old house. But do you know how those Hoosiers pronounce that? No. It's L O O G O O 
T-E-E, which yes. sounds like Lagudi. It's Lagodi. Lagodi. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that uh, we had hunted with little money on a few different occasions when Kevin had him and hunted lady or uh, baby against him. And uh, we decided to breed her to little money when she come in heat. That's what lady and bank were out of that, uh, that we kept out of that litter. And um, lady was, I think it, she was running loose here. She was about three and a half months old. And I set a coon out of the back of the truck. And that's what we do. Uh, pest control and trapping here through the summer and she come around the side of the building and seen that coon and just come over and just locked her teeth right into the cage just a little wee tiny baby like that she hated a coon from the day she seen one and uh, i would say by about five months old she was treeing coons by herself and by seven months old i could turn her loose and she would consistently tree a coon and she would go far to do it too at seven months old she was she was really special youngster well i uh recalled and i've mentioned this before i think she was about eight months old when i was up here that windy night that yeah. we sat in a buggy and watched mm -hmm. her on the drive track and she went 400 and some and got treed and we drove around to her and she had two mm -hmm. and we Recut her, and uh, I don't know if we did we recut off that tree. Or no, we, we went to a different place, and yeah. she was down on the side of the mountain here below the house, and she treated another double then yeah. up on there at the wind whipping and eight months old. Yeah, yeah. yep, yeah. She was she's a she's a special dog. She's at Judas Boland's now, and uh, he said that she's just like a just a machine. You know, whether they're on the ground or she's. You know, trees lay up cones or whatever she yeah. has to do. She get she get under one. She's she's really a consistent, really good dog. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, unfortunately, her little mate, which Rick Strauser hunted, yes. and he he made platinum champion mm -hmm. in PKC, didn't he? Yeah, Bank. he did. He got yeah. the final four, of the Super Stakes. I think his. Uh, Maybe first year, the freshman year of his super stakes, and um, he—I uh, forget—Eric Pyatt won a bunch of money with him there at One Real Warrior, and he—he he had trouble with tick disease, and we just kept, you know, treating that and fixing him, and then uh, he ended up getting what what the veterinarian said was. Uh, into like contaminated water mm -hmm. and it just caused all of his organs to shut down and everything. And we lost him at, well, I don't know if he was four, maybe? three, 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 I'd say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So. He, he was one that would take you into unfamiliar oh. territory. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing for sure out there. My experience is, if you're looking to add some hunt into the gene pool, that that little money is definitely. I mean, he can. You might pass some up, but they're definitely going to be sitting in there with the grocery somewhere. It, he's a, mm -hmm. he's a good reproducer. I got young pups out of him now, and hopefully another female bred to him as we speak here yeah. now. But yeah, and of course the 
little money or money in the, money in the bank was out of big money. Yeah. And he was out of big D, right? Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Directly out of Bone Collector Track Girl and Tree Slam and Frankie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the dog that kissed in your dog's out of Fran. You didn't get to hunt with Fran, actually, did you? No. No, no I didn't get to. Hunt a couple of times, though, with little Fran. Yeah, and, twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked Fran. She was. She yeah, was she was a sweetheart coon her. dog, really, really loud and uh, just an all around great coon dog. Well, she, that uh, Fran on the top side, as you want to do, you go out and breed to these different dogs, but they're all the females. Are Lone Pine bred female. Sure. And you got into that coma breeding. Down yeah, we bred that. to um, uh, Coma's Legend, uh, to well, Old Honey, that was a direct daughter of Lone Pine Cowboy and Lone Pine Kate. And both, uh, both Honey and Coma's Legend were old whenever. We bred them. I think Honey was 12, and I think Legend was maybe 10 or 11. They were both Mm -hmm. really at the end of their life, you know, for the most part. So that was was the first coma dog that I ever bred to. And then um, we had such good results that I I tried another one, which was Frankie. He was directly out of Schultz's coma. And uh, both both of those dogs were a positive influence, you and know. And that's in the what program. Fran was out right. Frankie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Good stuff for sure. Yeah, they were they were good, hardy, country and dogs. Uh, that's where Sue came from, from out of uh, Legend and Honey. So that was, and Sue, she's going on thirteen now, and she's still. Looks great. She looks great. She doesn't have a gray hair in her head, that old girl. She's <laughs> no. she's a tough one. And uh, that was where we we got her bred to Frogger here. Well, it would have been be about 10 months ago now. And yeah. those are eight months old. And the one that I kept, Clayton Stark, is hunting. And he's uh, he's like a freak of nature. He's Well, when we were really talking well. about eight-month-old pups being – Talking about lady, I was going to bring up uh, profit up at yeah. that point, but I thought we'd wait and get back to him. He is a brother to the waffle pup that yeah. Keston had, right? To the dollar signs got in his eyes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were three. Yeah. There were three of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell tell us about profit a little bit. Well, he was just. Um, he's the one that I just kept. I mean, I just pretty much kept him because, uh, oh, he was real fancy looking, you know, and, and, and they, they were all beautiful male puppies, the three of them, but he's the one that just caught my eye and, and, uh, I just let him, of course he ran loose here and was treated like a king. And uh, we, I got him started just, just lightly started where, he had tree a release coon, and I think he had treed three wild coons. And I'd been talking to Clayton about it beforehand, 
and Clayton just jumped all over it about taking him out. It's really nice for me if I can I can find a, a good hunter to take a nice young prospect uh, at that spot in their life where there's a lot of coons and the, the you know mm-hmm. the hunting's better and yeah. they get a month or two on them and get get in all that game and get get that experience and it makes it easier to bring them on through up here oh, in the yeah. hills like that you know but he's hardly missed a lick he he really on you know you snap that leash off him he darts in there like he's serious about it and uh i think last night clayton said he had to dig him out of he he got in a in a hole under the road somewhere mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. had to dig yeah. him out but he had up until that point i think he said he had treed one empty walnut tree and two dens and every other tree he made he had a coon in well you know having lived in michigan for 22 years where we had a lot of coon now where i lived on the west side of kalamazoo it's a little bit rolling hills weren't any big well there was there was plenty of corn uh but you know we weren't probably in the densest population of coon in michigan but we still had plenty of coon and it's so much easier to start a pup and to bring them along when you've got every time you take them out there they're going to get the opportunity to run over a uh, Every night they don't move, kind of like last night. Yeah. But you're going to get the opportunity for that pup to have coon scent in his nose. Yeah, that's and that's, that's uh, huge. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it it, really being in is. that game is, you know, and then if they do, if you have a have a problem or something you're working on, they, they don't have to, you know, go a half a mile to come across another one. You can okay. – you can do some training and work on them, and they they get it a lot quicker if they're in a lot of yeah. game for sure. Good, good point right there. You got a young dog, maybe he's bumping deer. You know, you give him a little bit of correction, and then you put him right back on a coon. Yeah, and you just right. send, you know right away. You can get him back on the right path. Yeah, and exactly. you can't it's, always do that. You know, no, in some parts of the country, nope, that's for sure. It's. You know, and if you if you say you know in flat country, you know the dog, uh, you know like a young dog like that. He said he went two or three hundred yards before he got struck. It's a big difference than going two or three hundred yards in the you know in the mountains or in the hills. You know, to I mean, it's just a whole different ball game for a young dog if they're in nice flat, easy going country rather than yeah. bucking brush and difference. But anyway, it's. Clayton and I have become good buddies, and he's doing a great job with him. Can't say enough good about Clayton. Very impressive young man. Yes, he is. Family man. Yep. I believe that he he will go out of his way uh, to make sure that he tells you exactly the way things are. That's what he is. Yep. Yeah. He's- so those people, unfortunately, are rare in life. But he's definitely one of the good guys. And I understand his YouTube channel. Kesson, you kind of keep up with that stuff and all. His YouTube channel's doing really well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of him. Yeah, yeah. He's getting a ton of views. And yeah, he, he downloads is. Downloads yep. or whatever. Sure, yeah. And that's good. I, I really hope that he has a tremendous success because – I think he, you know, and he's been a an asset to like UKC and 
some of these larger hunts and doing the filming and all. Oh, yeah, know. he's doing a great job. Yeah, those, those when he films the final casts and everything, it's top quality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, the last time we were up, was that last fall when we were up here? Mm. Or last spring? Yeah, it was. The leaves were on. It must have been uh, May, or, May or June. Well, yeah, that's right. It was back in the spring. Um, well, he did a great job on that video. Yeah, he did. He, he, yeah. he, he traveled to Kentucky to film some of it and did some where a local guy out by him had had a dog or two of mine who was hunting. He did everything he could do to put it all together and did a great job. Mm -hmm. the, the editing, the just the way he pieced everything together is superior. Right. Super job. Yeah, I think being the expert sound engineer that I'm here, I may have muted a little bit of what you were saying. I thought Keston was giving me the sign that he wanted to cough or do make some kind of obnoxious uh. noise <laughs> and I, I think i may have hit the mute button on you but if if we did it's i don't think we lost but no a no, little bit so so uh have you had any reaction to that video uh people oh yeah it was it was a good promotion for yeah. my life's work here it was uh, i had a lot of feedback about it and People wanting pups and, and stuff and wanting to buy dogs, which I don't, you know, sell trained dogs very often. But but it, it's made the pups, you know, between the winning the dogs are doing and what Clayton did for the for the YouTube video there. It's I've got a lot of deposits on pups. You know, they're so they're all mostly all sold before they're ever born. And yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yep. Yeah. Well, the reason we came up, besides to eat all your food and mm -hmm. take advantage of your great ap apartment here, we went coon hunting last night. Yeah, and the How'd coons that go? weren't the coons weren't cooperating the best, were they? No, no, Wick. I could tell pretty much uh, from the first drop there that we uh, we were in for probably a rough rough night. There's there's not a lot of coons here, but I I know where they are, you know, for the time of year, and know that if they're down, that we sh you know we ought to tree two or three in this woods, and you know this and that, and I you know pretty much know how it should go as long as they're moving. And they there were very little coon tracks on the ground. The dogs had to go far, and they we we seen a little bit of good and a little bit of bad, and all but. Uh, but in the in the end, and we're hunting, you know, fairly at you know two and three year olds, and I mean, you got to see where they're. I mean, they're they're trained up. You know, you can turn them right in beside a dog tree or oh, yeah. running or whatever, and they're gonna dig in there and do their best to come up with their own coon. And they, you know, if you if I mean, we've seen them make a few bad trees and stuff last night, and that's just that's just coon hunting. But to a trained to a trained competition hunter or coon hunter, whenever you see young dogs, it'll take all that pressure like that of just, you know, recutting in the same woods and ignoring another dog in there, you know, trailing or treat or whatever and, you know, do their best to 
get out of there and get after it. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I know I would, I, I, that's the stuff that I would have saw last night. I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we decided one more drop last night and <laughs> holy smokes, they just buried in the country and we finally got them captured and called oh, yeah. it a night. And Yeah. If you hadn't had an old man along with you that was thinking more about that drive he'd taken yesterday, and that well, you had more insight to it than I, we did. And I think it was, <laughs> and I think it was that stuff that was still warming in the crop. Yeah, pot. we come back and finished all the food up. So, so the, oh yeah, so the them, food was pretty. Well yeah, that bunch of hogs they'll always eat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that that's true to to talk about that. How those dogs, all of them were young females. We had. The birth of female that Troy hunts. Mm-hmm. How how much has she won now? Do you have any idea? What her, um, she her she hasn't won a lot of. She hasn't had much opportunity. More for, UKC. Yeah, stuff. she's yeah. hunted mostly in UKC, but she uh, she won reserve state champion last year. Uh, won won some sectionals and so on yeah. and so forth. And she, oh, what did she? She got. Third at the UKC zones this year. Uh, she's oh, I'm trying to think what else he's done with her, but he's handled her mostly all of her yeah. life. We've put a lot of time into her because we trained her together. He picked her as a puppy from Sue when I bred yeah, her to Louie. Louie, and um, mm-hmm. she's a, she's a good dog. She's she's for sure. Really got heart and soul, and she's tough as nails. And uh, she'll show you territory where there's where she she finds a coon, she's going until mm-hmm. she finds one. She's she's a good dog. Well, you think about her background there. Of course, Louie's a little mate to Fran that mm-hmm. we talked about. That's right. out of Frankie and uh, what females Fran out of? Uh, she was out of Track Girl. Track Girl, yeah. Right. Which track girl is is she in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. She was inducted into the Tree Walker Hall of Fame a couple, what, couple thir- years, three ago. or four years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, but you look there's a female out of Sue, your world champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a Bertha's a uh, line bred from yeah. from here, uh, being out of Sue and Louie. Um, yeah, she. You can tell she. She's a. She's a lone pine looking dog. She's. She's a hardy little thing, but. Uh, yeah, she's. She was a natural right from the get go, and we've treated hundreds and hundreds of coons with her. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I, I enjoy the videos that you. Yeah. Share for me. Yeah. That's one thing I can be sitting at home on the couch. You know, watching TV or whatever. You know, being a good boy, and here will come a. FaceTime call. You want to yeah. go coon hunting? Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. enjoy those. I really do. We had, we yeah. treat a lot of coon that way. Yeah, Andy. that's fun. Yep. Stay <laughs> yeah, connected. Sure. You know, that's what it. Sure. That's what life's all about is relationships, you know. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about Keston's dog just a minute. He was a puppy that you guys got your heads together and made the, the deal and, and he bought the puppy. Named him Clyde of all things. Yeah, where'd you get that name, Keston? My Why'd girl you just, come up with that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you, you're going to get in trouble if you let the kids name your dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you. so did my oh, let's talk about Clyde just a minute. I, uh, I think he, uh, Clyde was kind of the beginning of our friendship mm-hmm. because you got to talk a hold of me, wanted to know where to get a pup. Wasn't mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. And I said to try Randy, right? Yeah. Okay, so you got this pup out of... He is out of the Cooney Valley Pack Dog. And Fran. And Fran. We talked about Fran. Why did you d- decide to breed the pack, Randy? I may have asked you well, that I w- before. You know, since that was such a, you know, like maybe all-time best cross ever made with Power 7 in different times. And for one, his, his name came up. Of course, John had Apollo down there, and I had messaged him. This was prior to the whole lady thing and everything, and asked him if he was breeding uh, Apollo, and he said no. So I kept, you know, asking around a little bit, and I know the burdens down there, if they, you know, if they have a dog tied there, you know he's got to be a full-blown coon dog. So I I knew that was for sure, and he had a had a big mouth and was a big hunting dog and everything. So mm-hmm. the more I asked around, you know, that he was a – he was a good choice. I bred for two that lived out of that litter, two mm-hmm. males. Yeah. And Keston got one, and a guy up in northern Pennsylvania here got one. Okay. So, but Clyde was, Clyde is the star student. He's, he's turned out great. Yeah. And yeah. Well, he really has. And uh, I've looked at him, you know, two nights this week and, and, you know, he's, I jokingly named him the, raccoon vending machine yeah <laughs> and when i post anything about him on facebook i would does that bug you that i do that no it don't, it don't bother <laughs> me no, no. <laughs> but uh you know that just came to mind and you flip him off in one of those virginia hollows you know and he's gonna come up with a coon that's great but stuff. he's kind of like you talked about bank and and lady and those dogs He's going to go get one that you're going to look at. Yeah, that's yeah, that's no. great stuff. Yep, I'm yeah. really glad he's yeah. worked out. You know, I, that's always great news to me when I hear hear yeah. back positive things about, you know, pups that I've sold and stuff. And My brother yep. used to hunt pretty hard. He, he was never a competition hunter, but he loved coon hunting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad and I would keep him in dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't been hunting in a while. And he told me the other day that he's thinking about getting a dog again and getting back in. So, but he had a ball hunting with Clyde. Yeah. He he kept talking about how smart he is. The first coon that we treat, I think it was the first one, we treat across the river there, across the, from this side of the creek. But you went over to the tree, didn't you? Did you cross the creek, or did he just come all the way back? No, I you never, ca- I never yeah, crossed the creek. He called him, and he brought the coon, swam the creek with the coon, brought it right up there to. <laughs> and I had <laughs> no, it on, and Randy's got my brother. Randy's going, well, he's a retriever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that wasn't the only one. He carried another one back a long way. But he, he's he's very intelligent. Yeah, he? yeah. I went 900 yards to a tree, shot a coon out, and uh, he let him carry. If you don't tell him it's dead, he he'll walk right beside of you and carry it all the way back out. And I let him carry it all the way back out to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Poor dog had to, but he's not a little guy. He's tall. Yeah. He's a well-made dog. Yeah, he's, he's built really like a nice. Really nice. I want to blow your head up too big there, buddy. But it's it's a nice young dog. I've seen a few down through the years, and he he really is. He just he's well-mannered. I that's probably because my kids messed with him so much, though. He'll yeah. about do anything you ask him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, it's it's good to have a. Uh, the desire to coon hunt and have places to coon hunt, which you do, and to have a nice dog. That's just, that's, it's, that's what you try to do, isn't it, Randy? Yeah, that's it. That's if you, if your heart's into coon hunting and you have a dog that pleases you on most, most of the time and everything, it sure is nice the next day to be running them hunts through your mind as you're going through your daily activities, <laughs> you know, it's, and when you have a rough hunt, you can't wait to get out there the next night to get that put behind you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Correct. Yeah. Yep. Correct. You've got any breedings in mind? I think you mentioned or is there anything you want to – you may not want people to start bugging you about them until – Oh, I'm going to – I've always got big dreams, you know. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I've got shot bred to little money now, and I have a litter – out of jail that we we bred the little money so that that'll probably be it for him for a while i was able to buy a couple breedings from him for in the future and uh oh i've got i've got some bone collector semen and full throttle jigs and oh, a lot of different stuff that i've bought up over the years here to use for for in the future and uh Whenever Bella, uh, when Bella won that hundred thousand dollar hunt, I I talked to Brian Witted not too long after that. He still has some big D semen that we're gonna try to use on Bella here probably the next time she comes in heat. So mm. so that's mm-hmm. exciting stuff. She's Bella's been a a real coon dog her, you know, from the time I got her started and Gordy Drenek took her out there and she's She's very seldom ever put her feet on a tree that didn't have a cone in it. You know, she's a lot like a lot of the, you know, that's accuracy is the main target today. You know, if they got drive and good ability, you know, to have that, have that cone in the tree, that's the name of the game, you know? So anyway, big D was a super reproducer and I think it'll be exciting stuff if we can make it happen. You know, I remember that dog very well, Big D. Mm-hmm. I never hunted with him, but I know Don Gostomsky owned him. Yeah. We called him Big Don. Yes. He was a big fellow. Yep. I always remember Don at Aurora at the BKC World Hunt. He'd come in. He he was kind of like J.C. Ellis in that regard. He'd go through every scorecard on that table. He loved to look at And I'm not sure. What he was doing, what and that you know, what his reason for that could have been that he was just interested. Mm-hmm. But I can remember him very well, you know, do uh, doing that. He was a great guy, and he uh, lost that dog. Yeah, he on did on a hunt down in South Carolina. Yeah, and the dog was lost for quite some time. It's over a year, maybe yeah. something, mm-hmm. and somebody. Had 
can't, I guess somebody in a trailer park or something had the dog. Yeah. But I remember when he lost the dog and how hard he tried to find him and all, you know. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Yep. I hunted with him uh, when Brian had him. The first time I ever saw Big D was uh, Scotty Engel was right. hunting him for Russell uh, at Walker Days. And mm -hmm. uh, I got beat out by Big D for winning Walker Days, I think, by 25 or 50 points or something mm. like that. And, uh, yeah, you know, what a, what a big, tall specimen oh, yeah. he was, you know, he's beautiful hound. He yeah. kind of reminded me in his, in his color and all way back in the day, there was a, a Walker dog that won the, uh, uh, the, uh, in my mind, won the ACHA world hunt, a dog called houses Bali. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Jimmy Jackson in my dad's hometown, it was a family doctor, bought him. But he was a white dog like mm -hmm. that with a, with a tan head, yep. you know. But but D was a lot bigger dog, yeah, he taller. Was, he was, he was a, really a tall, you know, mm -hmm. built built really perfect, you know. He was oh yeah, he was real tall but real square looking, you know, mm -hmm. and had beautiful head Classic and ears. Head. Yeah, yeah, yep. I hunted with him one night with Brian, uh, a dog should. That's unfortunately Don has passed on, like so many coon hunters. He was a hardy coon hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was hard at it. I don't remember Don as being this real personable guy, yeah, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But he was always he lived it. He did. He yeah. lived the sport. That's yeah. for sure. And. Uh, well, that's just another one of the legends down through the years, and he proved to be nobody probably thought too much about him as a stud dog back when he was living until he started, you know. Yeah, dogs Big D started. really never got much of a chance until mm -hmm. he was pretty old, you know. Right. He was, yeah. I wonder, I don't know, I need to get Kevin Cable on to tell. Do you know the story of how Big Big country, I mean, big country, big money came along. I, I don't. I, I, I don't you know, either. I know the 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 female was like a, a goose creek slugger bred female okay. that was a mother to big money. But um, other than that, no, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think Kevin got him from. Did Tyree, his uncle, have I don't him? know. James may have had him. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember for don't sure. Either. But that was yeah. Kevin. You know, he give Kevin his, a real, his real start, I would say, yeah. you know, and that's what Kevin would tell you. But uh, well, he was a good reproducer. Yeah. You mentioned Goose Creek Slugger and, of course, Frank Johnson. And and uh, 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 that's right, Johnson. Yep. And, and uh, Donnie Huber mm -hmm. and, and – uh, uh, the Jones, uh, Mark Jones, Mark, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I remember him. He was they all were, that they were a force to reckon yep. with. Yeah, yep. They won Purina a lot. Purina winner. points winner. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I yeah, remember. It's all back in the day, but uh, yeah. So that should be interesting. You're saying shot to Big D? No, Bella. Bella. Yeah, my bone mm -hmm. collector. Sue female. Yep. Brett. No. no. Fran. Bone collector Fran. Daughter. Why do I have a trouble? I don't with that? know. I can't say. I must be getting old. <laughs> 
I have trouble yeah. with remembering what Bella's out of. Well, there you go then. Yeah, that um, actually, you know, I don't think that there's been a litter out of hit out of uh, Big D for quite a while, and she had really a dominant performance in that. That that was um, going back to that night when Josh had her at the at that hundred grand hunt. I was in a hunt. Um, it was uh, our our state hunt there. And uh, you were you kept me up on the play by play, <laughs> and um, I'll never forget it. You know, we were, I was on a cast, right. and I was handling little Fran on a cast that night there. And Steve kept Bella's treat again for a hundred. Bella's treat again, like three three times in a row. I think <laughs> like when no other activity was going on, Bella was. Treat with a cone and then treat treat a cone at, <laughs> she at, put at on the a end. Clinic of, that she night. <laughs> did. She she did. She she really made me proud that night. It was a that was that would be one of my most memorable nights of cone hunting was getting that play by play from you. Oh yeah, that was really good. Well, see the old man still worth something. I yeah, guess. Go, going back to that play by play thing when back in sixteen when Sue won the world hunt. Uh, the backup handlers weren't weren't allowed to go on the cast, and right. Rick and them guys went down in there, and everybody was watching their phones for the for like the actual play by play that was like on the edge. He gave me <laughs> that was, and I don't know who all were sitting at the trucks there, and I was I couldn't I had to sit in a truck by myself. I couldn't uh, handle being out there just just uh, talk, you know, shooting small talk and going on whatever all that was you know yeah. it was down to the final four like that you know yeah, yeah it was good well stuff. they sent the old guys out on the night before as monitors you know yeah so i get to sit on the tailgate oh that's right with, yeah uh, yep uh seth ash was uh they had that crow, uh crow dog yeah the yep. blue, the, that's right and uh, his dad, uh, Steve, is a real nice guy, and I enjoyed visiting with him. Mm -hmm. There was a black and tan female, Philip Herons, from down in Mississippi, and Philip was there. So we just had old timers stay there on the tailgate yeah. while Sue was out there, and she won that cast. Yeah, and it was uh, good stuff. That was the first time I got to hunt with her. Yeah, but uh, yeah, memories. The older you get, the more memories you have, yeah. and the more important they are. Too. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, okay, guys, we have been at it almost an hour, almost. Mm -hmm. So I get paid about a grand an hour for these things. Not bad. <laughs> yep. How much do we get paid? Uh, that's uh, we'll talk private about private treaty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's by private treaty. Yeah, proven, <laughs> proven sources. Yeah, the old ads used to always say this dog's for stud, uh, for stud by private treaty. Yeah, uh, or they'd say to proven females only. There you go. <laughs> that's right. Well, how did you prove them? You know, how yeah. are they proven? <laughs> yeah. Well, what uh, what future coming up? You got some dogs entered in some hunts coming up. Yeah, I think that um, probably between John and Judas down there, they're probably going to be hunting in probably every major pro sport hunt here through the winter. I would think so. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting to have them guys doing the dirty work like that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's with me and having partnerships. Keston here, for one. We haven't. We just recorded a podcast with Keston, so mm-hmm. I'm not letting you talk so much today. No, I ain't worried about it. You know, well, what are your fans going to say? I, I think they got be, many fans. They're going to be rough, rough <laughs> on me for sure. But, uh, you know, North Carolina, since we've doesn't. Well with him. He has done yeah. well with the dog, and uh, but we've been in a little slump here lately. Yeah. We've had uh, hunting UKC hunts when it was a dead cast, but we were cast winners on circle points, which would have made us money winners in yeah. UKC. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, that's not meant to be a slam in the UKC, but, but we've been in a little bit of a slump. Now, maybe you've experienced this with dogs before. The dog's doing what we want him to do. Mm-hmm. He's he's hunting right. He's doing right. He's just not getting any breaks. And we're just com- the other other day. Mark said uh, he he lost a UKC cast, pretty narrowly lost, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, he said, "Well, the dog I hunted against has won ten casts in a row." Yeah, <laughs> I said, uh-huh. "Well." We've probably lost about that many. <laughs> On the, we haven't lost that many, but he's a little bit of a slump right now. Yeah, but, uh, it can happen to any of them. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. sure can. It can happen to any of them. But, but yeah, Troy and I went to uh, way up in the mountains to a, to a club we had never been to last weekend, uh, Mahaffey, Pennsylvania, um, porcupine capital of the world up oh, in there. Man. You know, yeah, it's. More porkies than coons, but we each pulled off a win up there, and it was a first for me uh, when we, of course, Troy and I rode up together, and Troy's 16 now, and when we went to draw out and we figured out who was, it was easy for me to ride with somebody, and Troy, he took a truck for the first time, you know, on a cast, you know. Yeah, it was that's seeing a, him pull that's out a of there. Rite of passage, yeah, huh? seeing him pull out of there with his gear on and in the truck, you know, driving himself and stuff. That was a that's a milestone. Yeah, right I there, think it was. It? Yeah, it's, some people don't look at it as a big deal, but I sure did. You know, it's like, but he's a grown up already. He's a young man, and he, he is uh, a fine young man. Yep he 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 loves outdoors sports you know he loves coon hunting that's his favorite thing and we love rabbit hunting and do everything that we do together mostly when he goes back to school and he can't coon hunt later you know sometimes at all it's a thanks for me i can tell you you oh my yeah i miss him not going along you know he fought to go ready to go there He's not every time that he, you know, seven hunts on top of that, you know, like if he and he's he got a heck of a bank account built up that he owes me for going on coon hunts, but he hasn't paid up lately here yet. But he might come back to it later on, you know, but we're we're the, their mother and I are truly blessed to have good boys like that. They make us proud every day. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a parent out there listening to this. Spend those spend time with those kids, you know. And if they're young and they're following you around, they want to be your shadow. Let them be that shadow, you know. And that's the way my dad always did with me. You know, he would always let me go along, 
And sometimes I know he probably thought, well, carrying this kid around is not what I really, yeah. really wanted to do. But, but uh, you know, that, my dad was always that, like you are. He, he was always supportive, and he would take me to the hunts when he didn't care anything about competition. He yeah. loved to coon hunt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll pay big dividends. Yeah, I love to see Troy competing and doing well. He 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 got in the Final Four at Walker Days this spring, and that was a big one for him. He, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he uh, got with a dog on the cast there that – that um, when it opened on the ground, it sounded like little Fran locating. Ooh. And Troy made like two bad tree calls right in a row walking down. He oh, he turned around to me with a tear in his eye and just said, uh, "Just I'm just going to withdraw, Dad, you know. And I said, no way, buddy. I said, you stick it out in there. You keep going, you know. And he was so upset with himself. But she treated a cone by herself there at the end. And uh, it didn't didn't change her position in the cast, but it made him feel better. And it was a oh, we yeah. we hunted um, we hunted three casts that night because he got in he got in with enough score to hunt the hunt the the, the hunt off for Walker days. for Walker Bird, days, but- and then that that put him he won that one and that put him in the final four. So if you do that at Walker days, you hunt three casts in one night. Wow. So hmm. we seen the sun come up whenever that cast <laughs> was over. <laughs> it was it was a it was a tough one, but it was uh, it was surely memorable. I can tell you. Uh, of all the years that um, since they changed the format at Walker Days, where they hunted off like that, that's the first time we've gotten in the Final Four. So that was a good. That was really, really good. good. Yeah. Well, you've done well at Walker Days over the years. Yeah, we have. Dogs, we have. We, we did. Know? We that was always our one of our main destinations in the spring. You know, was to go to Walker Days. That's where all the people. You know, we made a lot of friends there, and it was a. It was. Uh, it was really a big deal. That was one of the biggest hunts of the year for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in the day, and, you know, and I, I'm not trying to prove a point to anybody in any way, but when they talk about this being the golden age of coon hunting, yes, it is in terms of return as far as money hunts. Mm-hmm. But as far as numbers of people and competition and the festival atmosphere right. of those big hunts, there was nothing like it. And you would have to have been there to experience yeah, it. Yeah, we, we would. To really we took the dogs, like when we had Cowboy and we're offering him at stud, we set up in the bar, in the barns there and I took these thing on that we hung pitch there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and people all coming around looking at pictures and talking and everything it was it, it was truly different than what it is now oh, yeah. it was and it was really yeah. fun yeah that was all part of the experience of going to walker days or black and tan days or autumn oaks um you know grand american even uh were those stud barns yep you know yeah every, a, everybody wanted to see the, yeah. the stud dogs in person you well, know my buddy mark miller there uh you know, he had a dog he called Dreamer, and uh, 
he used to set up in the stud mm-hmm. barns at Southeastern Tree and Walker Days and all that. And he misses that stuff too. He really enjoyed yeah, those Yeah, it was days, good times. You know, yep. yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tom Strang would get to sit out there and and visit and talk to all them people. And it was, oh, yeah. it was good times. For sure. Well, I don't know exactly. I guess the internet is the culprit for changing a lot of that stuff. And it, uh, we get all of our news, all our information and all off that little three and a half by five and a half inch screen that we carry around in our pockets. But uh, I wish everyone could have experienced. I wish you could have experienced that, Keston. Yeah, that's the, it. Yeah, yeah, it was better yeah. times. It, it was, when yeah. when the magazine was when you got your information and the hunts is when you got to go and the guys showcased their, their dogs and everything, it was – yeah. It was really good. It was a, it was good times. Alan Gingrich asked me at Automox when we did a a podcast and talked about the last seventy years of competition hunting and all this, and asked me and kind of closed me. You know what were some of the things that I was proudest of or look back on, and and you know they're able to get all of those hunt dates in the back of Coonhound Bloodlines magazine when you could look there. And see, you know, the information mm-hmm. on everyone without having to flip through the pages to find an ad. You know, yeah. back in the mm-hmm. old days, all the clubs posted did, an ad. Yeah. Yep. So you had to kind of flip through them or go in the index in the back and find. But so now, you know, at that point, then we were able to have an index like kind of. But of course, now we have that on our phone. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there, at the time, wasn't it? It was mandatory if you had a hunt, you had to put an advertisement in. Exactly. Yep, I remember that because we. I, I ran a club, and, and you'd have to make sure and have the ad in on time and everything if you were going to have. Yeah. Have the hunt. It yep. was kind of a good way to catch cheaters too, because mm. if they, it, there were cases back in the old days, and of course, you know checks and balances and all. The dogs went through and made titles and stuff and didn't actually do it. Mm. Okay. The reports were sent in, and the dogs were given the titles. And I don't think it's happened very often, but I do very distinctly remember one case, and I won't disclose it, and it wasn't a walker dog. So I said, Chet, was there really a hunt this weekend or This on this day mm. when he said, mm-hmm. well, you just had to pull that issue of the magazine and look the month before. In other words, if you wanted yep. a February hunt, it had to be in January. And you go and look, and if it was advertised, then it was a legal hunt. Yeah. And that's the way it was. And I had a hard time convincing Fred Miller. He said, well, our hunt numbers will go down if we don't require these clubs to advertise. I said, no, let's just drop that requirement and let's advertise it for them free in the back of our magazine. Mm -hmm. Now they got to buy our magazine to get that information. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. You know, but things change, and and I'm not advocating going back. I just wish everybody could have gone back and seen what we had back. Yeah, when that when that started, Steve, when the when the magazine would come, I had a highlighter right there. Oh yeah, and every hunt that I wanted to go to, 
I'd have it highlighted in there so I sure. kept up on when, oh, yeah. wh where I was headed to, you know. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. good stuff. Well, we had uh, last this past week, I had Danny Doobie, the new editor, publisher of Full Cry on. And I'm glad to see that magazine coming back. Yeah, that's I think great. we need a magazine, you know. I, when you think, well, magazines are dead and all, just go into a Barnes & Noble or Books A Million bookstore or whatever, and look how many magazines are still being printed. Hundreds, thousands. Yeah. yeah. So our sport, I think, needs to have. And, of course, there's Coonham Bloodlines, and I mm -hmm. don't mean to discount them any. But, man, I'm, I'm just glad to. Glad to see it's going forward, you know. Yeah, me too. I always urge everybody to subscribe to that thing. It's, I think, I don't know, it's somewhere thirty some dollars for for a year, but you get uh, like it's a bi monthly. It was um, having to pump one out every month. It that, yeah. that'd be better for it anyway. Yeah. Well, if you look at this inaugural one, uh, which I have your copy, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, they did it's a great. good job on it. Good really deal. good job. Well, fellows, we're going to go coon hunting tonight. Yes, sir. Is that the plan? Sure. Looks like the rain stopped. Yeah, it's been there, raining man. all day off and on here, but yeah. I'm supposed to quit at dark, and surely they'll be stirring better yeah. tonight, I would think, than what they were last night. It was well, pretty dead out last night. Yeah, they just weren't moving much at all. And uh, I know Troy had school today, so he had to quit early, but he'll be out there with He'll us be going tonight, tonight hogging on it. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so uh, – we're going to get these long pine dogs in the dark, and that's uh, that's always a good time. Keston, what about you? What about this trip? We're going to have to head back home tomorrow, back to the routine. Yeah, we'll be going back tomorrow, leaving in the morning sometime, ain't we? Yeah, yeah, and head back down, and I'm going to spend a day or so with my brother again and oh, his that's family. Good. And that's good. My nieces are both engaged, and mm. – so his yeah, good. wallet's going to be pretty thin for this year, I'd say, putting on these <laughs> weddings. That's I didn't have any girls, so maybe I lucked up on that. Yeah, you me know? neither. I didn't have any, but uh, oh, they like to have uh, these barn weddings and stuff. Now. Oh, yeah. It's not I just – it ain't at the fire hall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, Madison, my brother's youngest, they have this venue – uh, reserved there in Tennessee, somewhere high on a mountaintop. Oh, it's this yeah. big, fancy deal, and I guess we're all going to have fun with that in June. But that's—I don't know. I buy a new four wheeler with that money, <laughs> or a new uh, side by side. We're <laughs> 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 up to me the tree unless any. Well, I just—I appreciate it, Steve. It's always a good time. I like having you guys come up yeah. and. And, uh, you know, the, the welcome mat's always out. Well, I feel it, brother. And the the only thing different between – the only reason I'm not here more often is that 1,200 miles yeah. long yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear That's that. That's the only one. But you've always been really gracious to invite me, Randy, and I appreciate that so much. Folks, uh, if you need anything – for your hounds, your hunting activities, electronics, apparel, collars, leashes, anything that you can think of, books of all kinds about hound hunting, and to support an organization that supports you through uh, 
uh, a percentage of what you buy with them. If you designate a certain dog organization, they'll send that check to the organization, and that's W Hunting Supply. And my good friend Buddy Woodbury and Jason Doobie and all the crew there, uh, if you haven't tried them, give them a try. You'll be happy you did. Keston, somebody asked you where we are, what we've been doing. We'll have to tell them. We went all the way to Pennsylvania, and we've gone to the dogs. Yep. All right. <laughs>